I'm a resident of Lahaina. Um, I grew up, I was not born here, but I moved here when I was 10. Okay. Um, my mom is an entertainer. So it, many of the hotels here have what they call a luau. And so she's an entertainer, so we moved here. Um, and then in doing that, she became a pineapple truck driver. So my mom kind of lived in two worlds of being a truck driver and then by day and then being an entertainer by night. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got here uh, is by entertainment. However, our families, um, both of my parents' parents are from Maui. Um, one from the head of the island and one from the back, two from the back side of the island. Okay. So we obviously, um, our ohana is from the island of Maui. And so growing up, <clears throat> it, uh, you have two options. I had two options growing up. And it was one to either become a pineapple picker. So either pick pineapple right. or uh, be a luau dancer. Yeah. And so at the age of 14, I had to make a choice. I said, well, I'm going to be smart about this one. I'm going to go into entertainment. <laughs> Well, uh, being raised in a, in, a, in a family that is uh, entertainers, you know, the, the depth of culture, which can be sometimes, you know, people think it's just from Hawaiian language or certain uh, points, but I had, we had learned the simple, the simple please and thank yous, the simple ways of being in a Hawaiian family is is what you would hear in, like, in the Olelo no Eau that says, kokua aku, kokua mai. So you help and be helped. Yeah. And so, and that all, all of that starts with relationship. Sure. So growing up, you know, when you come from a family that is, oh, you breed, you birth, kokua aku, kokua mai, it's in you. Right. So sitting around watching people do things is not an option. Right. Right. And so I, I leave you with that thought in the beginning as, you know, from the age of 14, even though I'm, I was still a freshman in school, high school, and my mom said, it's your time. Uh, and and that, was, that was the saying for everybody. Everybody in our family, when you have an opportunity to work, you're going to work. You work. Because it's your time to put in. Yeah. Whether it's going to pay for the electric, the gas, or whatever it may be, uh, it's your time. I get it. Right? And so from that point... You know, going into the workforce was not an option, was not a question, was not a how come, how come I can't be a child, how come, you know, I'm just a teenager, what about all my other friends? It was awamukuleana, you carry the responsibility and you move. Yeah. And, and from that point, it really, that's how I've viewed things. Sure. And, and I could probably, sp I could speak for my family that no one sat idle and no one sat with a hand that was open but a hand that would constantly give. Now, so we grew, I <clears throat> got on the, got on the uh, stage to, to perform, and at that age, you think that you're just performing for malihini, you're performing for visitors. Right. But I could tell you from the time I was a freshman to the time I made a decision, I graduated and went to college, I had a greater understanding of my role. And that role wasn't to entertain, but that role was to educate. So different perspective, sure. right? And, it, and that perspective has to come from the house that you're raised in. And so as much as we were performing for Malihini, all the kupuna that were the guitar players, the piano players, the dancers, your line captains, your MC, your, your stage director, you were learning from them. That's incredible. And you were learning from a, a kupuna perspective 
of how to, whether it was to roll up your tea leaf skirt the right way or to be in order, be on time, you know, following instructions. Mm -hmm. All that had played, definitely played into these last seven weeks, eight weeks. And it brought it all to life. So, you know, when I graduated high school, I went to, I went to college and I went to UH Hilo. And, and the goal at that time was to be a teacher. Okay. I said, okay, how am I going to do that? <clears throat> well, I might have took a detour, right? Uh, I met my husband and uh, I went to school. I met my husband, had our children. Still maybe not received the degree, but still from a place of education. Yeah. I came back, and in between all of that, I, I joined the Hyatt Corporation, and I joined, uh, I was, I worked in hospitality, which right. wasn't new to me, because I started as a, as a dancer. <clears throat> Again, I had to ask myself, what's, what seat am I sitting in, and why am I sitting in it? Mm. So at that point, a cultural advisor in these hotels were far and few. My mom was a cultural advisor, there was one Uncle Cliff Naiole that was part of another uh, corporation, uh, uh, another hospitality brand. But I said, man, what is, where is our seat? Where is our seat to teach? So of course, through that time, you have to learn to, you know, in order to teach, you gotta be a real good listener too. Absolutely. You, you have to, you know, you come from this place of being um, unbiased, mm -hmm. right? For the purpose of learning, mm -hmm. for the purpose, not that you <clears throat> agree, but you're observing, you're understanding, because when it comes your time, you're going to have the seat. But you have to build relationship. So from then until now, I've been with Hyatt as a, in hospitality, worked in many different roles, um, and was a department head or a department manager for many of the departments within the Hyatt Regency right. that sits here in Lahaina. And that's kind of where my foundation in hospitality had built and where we are today. Well, in, in, in that relationship, um, being a great listener, building relationship, not always seeing the, the line between us, but understanding from the age of 14, what is your role? Yeah. And your role is to, to teach. Yeah. Your role is to educate so that people have an opportunity to make the choice whether we're going to have a relationship or not. I, I've, uh, yesterday we spent the day talking with many different people and um, the, last, uh, the last conversation of the day was with a wonderful woman at the college um, mm -hmm. and uh, she and I had such a wonderful conversation and it had everything to do with culture. It had nothing to do with the fires, it had nothing to do with any of that. We really, I really wanted to dive in and understand it. And what you're saying today absolutely parallels everything that she instilled in me yesterday about the importance of family, knowing your place, the inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. Where it matters that if you want to be a part of it, we welcome you with open arms, but you must contribute. Yeah. It's important. And that's exactly, you know, leading up to all of this is, you know, some will say you have that innate ability and it's, it's so true. Yeah. You know, you understand your role that may, even though I have a role within the visitor industry, within Hyatt's, um, my current role is I help to be a cultural conduit or an advisor for all the Hyatts on Maui. Yeah. In Hana, right. at the Hana Maui Resort, the Andas Maui at Wailea, our destination properties with Hyatt, and then the Hyatt Regency. Yeah. So if you think about it in a natural perspective, that's a far, that's a really big landscape. Sure. It's not though. Yeah. When you have relationship. Well, that's it. When you understand your role. So I may have a role, my, maybe my 10 hours of work 99% of it 
is to be a really good listener and help to understand the heart in which people are communicating. And then to be a translator, right? To, to better understand, to seek to understand. And in this time when all of this has, had happened, you know, in COVID, I was, you know, with the blessing of, of Hyatt and my leaders that I work with, they said, Kaliko, we need to do something more than what we've always done because that's not enough nowadays. Right. And so during COVID, they said, go get on with conservation. And prior to that, we had already had a relationship with Pukukui Watershed Preserve. And that relationship was to do whatever needed to be done to take care of this island. Yes. And when you come from hospitality and you learn about those things, that's kind of a really big, that's too broad. Because when you run a hotel, your responsibility is, Kaliko, you're the front office manager. Your responsibility is to check them in, check them out. You're, a, you're an executive housekeeper. Your responsibility is to clean, to service, and to reset. Right. And also to take care of the heart of the house is what they say. Sure. And that is the people because that's the largest amount of people within a hotel's department. And so you learn about these things and you learn, wow, you know, does, does it take a... Not to, not to discount college degrees, right? Some people think in order to work in these different environments, you need this. Now you do. Right. But common sense. Goes a very long way. A very long way. Which sometimes is not always common practice. I get it. Right? And so when I think about this from that perspective, it becomes a very simple relationship. And so this relationship of conservation in hospitality, you could say that I'm the evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Great leaders from a perspective, you know, in, in, in conservation, our leaders at Pukukui Watershed, every one of them speak Hawaiian. But it's not just about speaking Hawaiian, right? It's not about a language that you have under your belt, but understanding the deep relationship which helps you to move, which helps you to walk into a place which, when nobody's looking and when everybody's looking, right? So our relationship with Aina is, we always say, whether you believe in the Kumulipo or you believe in the Bible, us people were made last. Oh. Perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're doing things, we are the stewards, right? The Bible says that. The Word of God says that. We were made last to what? To be good stewards of what was given. That's right. Same from the Hawaiian perspective. So in order to have that, you have to build a relationship. So when this relationship was formed five years ago, it really set us up for what we did and what we continue to do. Yeah. Right? So when this situation had happened, I was away in Hana. And that was my kuleana. I was out working there for a whole week. Well, I didn't stay the whole week because the situation had happened. But even though I was separated physically, we were still able to continue to mobilize from a conservation point. Right. Radios were delivered to my immediate family. And when you have a relationship with people with Aina, there's really not much talking that needs to happen. It's understood. It's understood, kind of like the firehouse. That's right. You train, you train, you train, you train for execution. Right. 
And all of the relationships, all of the talking story, which sometimes can be, sound, can be looked at as wasting time. Absolutely. In Hawaiian culture, the talking story is where the foundation is built for discipline. You got to hear what you don't hear. Yes. You got to see what you don't see. Yes. And great discipline. I've learned such an amazing amount of, to whereas when we, when we stood up West Maui Community Aid, our conservation team that came in to do whatever needed to be done. And that is no joke. If it's moving water, you'd be the best at moving water. That's right. If it's to wipe the tables and reset for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then that's my responsibility. And I will see that to the end. You know your place. You know your place. And that was the beautiful, even though I have a role within Hyatt as a, as a leader for an island, my role was to manage chatter on the radio. In the natural, there were so many people that were coming in and coming out and doing all and just blurting stuff out. Yeah. I said, I'm going to be disciplined right here to manage this radio. I'm going to be disciplined that if he needs me off the radio, I'll pass the radio to the next person and I'll listen with my spiritual ears. Very transparently, that's, I believe that. Yeah. I said, if I can listen with my spiritual ears, I'm going to get it in the natural. So much, um, so much of your upbringing has made you who you are with the fires that occurred and where you now are managing and taking care of the communications that you talk about. Um, I find sometimes in life, it's easy to take shortcuts, but in shortcuts, we often fail. Mm -hmm. And um, the stories that I'm getting and talking with the people the belief in their faith and doubling yes. down on the importance of their faith. Double down. Double down on the heritage and the cultural institutions that have been instilled into all of you. Mm -hmm. That's the most important part because I feel that, and this is what you're saying, is if you rely on what you've been taught, yes. you rely on family and know your place, yes. things will get better. They will. They will. And, you know, it, there, were there times in the natural that you want to step out because... I knew the answer before Chief did. Right. Of course. Right. But the, Lord, but the, Lord, but the Lord reminded me. That's right. That's right. Order. Order. When there is order, when there's a godly order, there's a godly outcome. And right now, in the physical, ain't nobody can manage this order but God. That, so, yes, right? Um, such a, a large-scale disaster. Yes. Whether a fire, hurricane, earthquake... Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, it is a godly act. It is. And to bring order to that takes time mm -hmm. and patience, mm -hmm. but an understanding that a lot of it is out of your hands. Correct. And if you believe, it will come about. Yes. Easier said than done at times, though. Yes. So I have to believe yes. there have been times for you where you challenge that mm. in your own thoughts or ideas every once in a while to say why. Right? We all question it at times, whether it's a death in the family or a tragedy that occurs. Mm. You, you question your faith sometimes. Mm. And, um, and then to be able to power through, double down, and truly believe in that foundation from which you come is where you find answer. Mm. You know, interesting is that during this time, maybe there's a split second, especially being separated. Sure. But 
what led up to it, the double down and the, and the, the tenacity, right? And that perseverance was all the preparation that happened prior to, mm. you know? So, so in my love walk with God, we've been doing- Your love walk? Yes. Love that. I love God. And it's a love walk. Yeah. Go ahead. In, I'm, I'm writing that one yeah, down. Yeah. That was good. In, in, in my love walk with God, I knew that getting away and being disciplined in ensuring that you don't go out of your house without properly dressing. I mean, unless other people do, right? So before I do anything, I've got to get away with God. And I've got to put, I've got to, I've got to deposit. I've got to allow him to deposit in me because what this next 23 hours are going to bring, I have no idea, right? And so in this situation, when I was out there, we had already been disciplined. We had already been months yeah. on, on interceding, an intercessory prayer. We, and it was such a, you know, you question, how come we got to do so much of these things? Right. Well, the double down came August 8th. And it came, you know, and I said, Lord, I'm physically miles away. And in my home, I'm the mama. Yeah. My husband, my four children, my daughter in love, my granddaughter. And I have no control over that. But I'm the mama that helps to keep everything in order. Yeah. Right? Give my husband up, gird him. Okay? No worry, we're gonna it's gonna be okay. But all the preparation, I said, Lon, you ain't gonna fail me now. I'm faithful. Right? The discipline and preparation. It's the lack of allowing yourself to become complacent. You're correct. For you that day when the fires happened and you were so far away, mm-hmm. um, it had to be super challenging for yes. you. Even with all the preparation in mm-hmm. place, um, the speed in which the fire consumed, mm-hmm. the devastation that it brought in an instant. Yes. Um, had to be hard for you to comprehend, I would think, at first. Yes. Not being there and not being able to see it firsthand because it's hard for me through all the storytelling that we're learning. Um, it's hard to still understand yeah. the voracious mm-hmm. um, approach of this fire. Um, that had to be a challenging time for you to get back home yes. to your babies, mm-hmm. but also then to your family. Right. Not just your immediate family, but your family. Right. And, and that's when, you know, I, I had reception and we had, you know, we, we try our best in, conser- in, in our line of work in conservation to prepare. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, very, very blessed to have a leader that has always, you know, when you're wondering why we, why we have to take this extra 45 minutes for preparation. Right. Nothing's ever happened. Right. But you got that one leader that says, we're going to prepare anyway. Right. And so... When, that, when all that was happening, he was out, you know, he was out on the other side of the island while the, other, the rest of the crew was in here. And uh, he said, you're going to stay in the pocket and you're going to communicate and you're going to organize and then we're going to get us in. I said, okay. And so the voice, it, I had to ensure that there was one voice, right? And the Lord, the Lord prepares us for that. The, the voice of the Lord is the strong voice and the voice of the enemy you should, shall not follow. And that's word. And that's literally what I have to stand on because in the natural, I can't see anything. Yeah. I don't have, you know, I had lost 
I had lost communication with my husband, with my children, and I had to rely on and, and know that in times like this, they were disciplined too. Don't move. Don't move until somebody comes to get you. And our, our family was already north because very grateful. I have adult sons. And uh, my, my oldest was on the initial fire because he works for an excavation company that okay. went to support. And so him being there, he caught it all firsthand. And in that, at that time, we had communication. But I had known he had already gone home, but what he went home with was his work radio. So he was listening to all the chatter on the front line, right. which then helped him to evacuate sooner than everybody else. Right. In doing so, because of his line of work, he's very uh, aware of multiple roadways. And he trusted his na'au, and he was able to guide our immediate family and about 100 others on a Cane Hall road that is not open to the public. Because minutes before that, Pose had gone down in yes. front of our home. Right. And so we live uh, next to the post office in the Civic Center. So being able to, I was very grateful because again, preparation. That's it. Right? It keeps coming back Preparation, to that. then being disciplined on what voice you listen to and not responding out of a place of fear, but faith with feet. Yes. Faith with feet. And that's the word, right? Faith without works is dead. And so very grateful that in that time they were able to, to retreat to my, my sister's home and then build the command center for our family. Which then at that time, Pu'ukukui was already in operation. Our operations had delivered a radio down to my family home, which then we had a three-way communication. My boss, who I, I didn't have a radio, he had a radio on the outside. So they already had these three-way communications. And he said, when you get to me, you'll have a radio. Mm. And then you'll be able to communicate. So you see the, the coordination of how we, you know, and then in doing so, I was able to communicate with my hotel and just let them know this is, what, this is what's going on. This is going to be the next plan. Yeah. And then when I get in, this is how we're going to mobilize. And so in doing that, you know, it, again, it's the discipline, it's the relationships. And so I'm so grateful because being with it in the hospitality industry, it's not, uh, it hasn't been long in my own experience that conservation and hospitality have a relationship. Makes sense. Because people in the mountain don't run across and hang out in the hotels. Right. Right? Right. And so in our world of conservation, we call that people mauka, which are the people that hug trees and get up and take your aina. And then you have the people makai, which they would prefer, refer to as malihini, the visitors. But our five, year of re five years relationship with understanding not just window dressing culture, not just doing, not that these things are not important, they're very important. And, and so we're living in that space with conservation and visitor industry as the, and here, is, here we are now. Yes. And it's understanding the depth of this relationship. It's understanding the things that are not seen. So doing whatever it takes to take care of Aina, to take care of Ohana, to take care of community, is exactly that. Yes. I may be a leader in my roles, in operations, in helping to facilitate, build relationships within conservation. I may have a role of building relationships within Hyatt and how to bridge them together. 
But the greatest role is to better understand and to communicate the heart of people. Mm. That's the role. Yeah. So if I'm disciplined in that and I can communicate the heart and always seek to understand, then this relationship is going to be really long. And when it comes to this situation and, 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 and helping to stand up West Maui Community Aid, the heart of that was to connect people. Right. So talk to me a little bit about the West Maui Community Aid. Mm -hmm. what, um, what is that? What are you doing? Um, yeah. how, how can we get involved and so sure. on? Sure. Uh, so West Maui Community has just recently um, transitioned. But when we were getting ready to come in uh, during the convoy time, um, you know, you had to be escorted in. And so during that preparation, we started, you know, based cause, because our community is so close. Everybody in their different pods, we're all family. Right. Literally. Right. We all grew up together. We, every, all of our circles, one big one. And so we had already, I had already seen on social media, given I had reception, uh, and I had heard through different conversations that all of these different areas, which I expected, because that's just how we were raised. You don't sit around and wait for somebody else to do something. Your time is now. That's right. You've been raised to do this. We've been preparing you to do this. Prepared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's not an option to sit That's back right. and see who's going to give me milk. That's right. Who's going to bring me my... my you no, know, you're going to... Because of all the relationships you have, they're going to come in. So whether you call them coming in clutch or just it's an open heaven right. and provision is coming from elsewhere. Right. That's what it is. And so we had, you know, we had observed that some of the relations, some of the things that were happening outside weren't being communicated on the inside. Interesting. And the, in, the communications on the inside weren't getting to the outside. Right. So you had a whole lot of this. And I said, okay, Lord, well, this is where relationship comes in. And so my mom, you know, my mom is a, is a leader in our community as well. And really the heart of that is just to connect people, you know, and to be a voice and to help people that don't understand to better understand. And so that's how we said, we drove around, we said, so where are we gonna go? And, and my mom said, I don't care where we go. As long as the leaders of our different areas can have a place to come and say, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what's going on. Okay, perfect, let me help to communicate that to the people on the outside. Yes. Because there was a lot of different conversations of what we wanted on the inside, what they thought we wanted. That's it. Right? And so once we were able, now was it easy? No. Because it, it came to a trust factor. You had people coming from the air. You had people coming from the ocean. You had people coming on bikes. You had people coming on trailers. You had people coming from every direction and every direction. Yes. And because of our relationship, even though we were all in shock, that people were willing to take a chance to come because the face was familiar and our hearts were already knitted. We'd been mm. knitted since we were little. We'd been knitted because we're fighting the good fight of faith together. Yes. So when your heart is knitted, it's gonna take half a second to transition that thought from your head to your heart, out your hands. That's the word of God too, right? It has to be. Yes. So when I'm looking at cousins, when I'm looking at boys, you know, men and women that I grew up with, it wasn't hard to transition from the head, like who are you, where are you standing? Because there was fear. 
big time fear. And when they, when they look at you and they say, can I trust you? I said, oh, you can trust me and I can trust you with my life. But it's really, you know, because there were so many false narratives of who was trying to take over what and when and how and all those things. But when they come up the ramp and they see that we're literally standing up a place that I was never trained for. Never trained for. But when Chief Amos came, my mom had called Chief Amos and said, come, we need your help. And because of that training, you, you bridge that, that relationship, you, you bring that relationship to relationship, then you can help bring down the levels of fear, the levels of anxiety. That's right. Not to stop the great work that was happening. Because the great work was happening, it was already happening. Right. A day, 24 hours, 48 hours, they had already stood up all the organizations. It wasn't to stop that. But it was to say, people in the north, they need this, this, and this, and this. People down here close to Kanapali need this, this, and this. And because of our relationship, I was able to bring hospitality in. And I brought in a Hyatt director of security, and I said, you come in here, and you listen. And you come in here, and you give your two, not your $2.50, but you give what's going on yeah. in Kanapali. Right. And you help to ensure that we're not operating in silos but they were operating as a family and everybody is having, has the same communication, right? That no one is left out. And so that had to take time, like anything, right? P- things were changing so quickly. And then we had to continue to bring it to a place of building relationship, not stopping with that. Discipline trusting that the result and the outcome will be great. Yes, and, and through all of that, <clears throat> you have so many different organizations and uh, departments coming in. Yes. And there's this piece that I think is probably lost um, on people that are not from here, that are not part of the family, if you will. Um, because they don't understand that cultural piece. Um, The land in which you live, the land in which you work, land uh, here at land equals culture for you. Mm -hmm. It's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Generational homes, properties that were lost that Mm -hmm. have been in families for generations. Mm -hmm. And then we have people coming in that need to understand and have cultural sensitivity to what's happening here and it's not just your regular disaster mitigation and cleanup. This is much more involved, right? The sensitivity to it all mm-hmm. is much heightened for the people that are involved and for the outsiders to come in. And I don't say outsiders in a, in a, in a wrong way. I say that in a way that they're not from here, but they're here to do their job and to help with the process. There's a tremendous amount of learning curve that has to be taught yeah. so that the sensitivity and understanding of the processes need to take place right. so that there's healing. Right. You know, um, what I love about what has transpired, what has come to be today is, and I'm, this all, it's, it's going to start and finish with relationship. So Chief Amos had already built relationship 
with fire family across yes. the nation. So his West Coast, his, his Washington family, uh, they, were, they were our disaster team. Mm. And they had come, they were part of the logistics team. But I had some reserve too. Because, you know, you've got all these narratives. I had just, I had to be disciplined about what I allow my eyes to see. And I, what I allowed into my heart. Right. Because that would taint the productivity. Mm. And so I had made a choice. I had purpose in my heart to stay off of social media. But now I'm contending, right, very short time, these masses of people that are part of this disaster team. Right. And so... But I watched, what I watched was, I watched for their body language, because they were with us from the onset. And I watched what they, I was just observing what they were doing. Yeah. And they would ask questions, but they would, same thing, they would listen more than they would talk. And at first I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like, what's their role? And they would see me at a computer and they said, we got the lunch, we got the breakfast. We'll take care of all this. And I thought, okay. But they've got a shirt on this is impact, right? I said, hmm. So, you know, as the days went on, Chief Amos would, uh, you know, they would talk with him. And, you know, I'd kind of listen in. I'm like, what are these guys? Is, what are they <laughs> right. really about? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because right now they look like they're just uh, part of the kitchen crew. Right. Right? Uh, and and they're, the, they're the mobile crew. It wasn't until maybe day 10, 11, 12, that we had started to have daily EOC meetings and at the different pods and the representatives that would come from throughout Lahaina. And we finally, I said, you know what, why don't we, uh, why don't we get in a circle? Because some of those things, because everything was moving so quick and so fluidly, I forgot about those basic things, Yeah. right? We would say prayer, that's a given, that's a non-negotiable. Right? Prayer before and prayer after, non-negotiable. But the introduction piece is something that, that we, we, we did skip over. And so when we got to that place of, be, with, of doing introductions, I finally learned who they were. And I was like, no way. <laughs> this guy is a BC yeah. and he's standing next to me like he just wants to be my admin. Right. And I said, what discipline? Because they understood their role. Their place. They understood their place in the family. Yes. Until such time that they were asked. And it was at that point that they started to educate us because this was their 29th disaster. Wow. And I'm looking at all of them and I just started to cry. Yeah. And I said, man, you held out all this time. And they said, because we understand our position. Could we say that for everybody? I don't, I, I can't. I don't know anybody else. I just knew the people that had built a relationship with Chief Amos years ago. Because that's how the call came in. Chief, you want us? We're coming. One of our friends, JW, flew in from Oklahoma. We didn't know that man. Right. He's a mountain rescue fireman. He got on a plane because God told him to. And he says, I'm just going to hitchhike, sleep at a beach, and then hitchhike, hitchhike in. And the people that were sent were angels among us. Not until that double-digit day did we figure out, yeah. man, you guys, you guys are the who's who. 
And then they started to teach us, you're going to watch these phases happen and they're going to happen quick. You're going to go from this iron man to this grieving, to the, all the mental health, all these things. Be mindful and watchful of that. And please give yourself grace. So we had learned that. All while, keep moving, all while trying to help my cousins and the, the people I grew up with, the leaders that I trust, help them better understand that. Now, do we better understand it as a family of Lahaina today? We do today. Is there more of a, Kaliko, can I talk to you on the side? This is what our family is going through. I said, and they're like, is that what you were talking about on day five? I said, that's what we were, seven, eight, nine, ten. I said, it's coming to life now. Yeah. Right? And so how do we help? And so we're in a better place today. And I can only speak for my relationships with Lahaina. I don't know personally what's happening on the outside mm -hmm. other than the information that is given to me. So this, and it all has to do with relationship. And so now you see the relationships of FEMA and, and all those, but it had, to, it had to happen organically within West Maui Community Aid to say, hey, you know, FEMA, we had one individual, her name was Stone. We absolutely, we hanaid her. My mom said, you are my hanaid daughter. I'm gonna take you on as a, as a daughter. Yeah. Do right by people. And she said, okay. You know, and she even asked, she goes, where, where am I going to go to church tomorrow? Yeah. I said, well, you can go to church with us. Yeah. You know, because those foundational things are non-negotiable. So in those relationships, we had, she was able to go back to her group of FEMA and say, we don't roll up on places like this. Yeah. We don't, you don't, this is, you don't start off with a clipboard. And it may take days until the community comes out. And then if it's going to take days, it's going to take days. And so that was our heart role for West Maui Community Aid. Not that we were telling them exactly how to do things out in their individual pods, but was, it was to be a conduit. And in doing so, everybody can have a conversation. So our commitment to the mayor's office was to be a conduit. Right. And to better understand, to give information, to help them better understand on the other side of the mountain, what fits for Lahaina? And, and do we believe that that relationship is continuing to grow today? Yes, absolutely. Are we, do we have uh, things to learn? Yes, absolutely. We're not perfect. Stability? Yes. Continuing to develop and grow, continuing to better understand? Of course, yes. Grace? Lots of it. Lots of grace. Lots of grace. A lot of grace. I believe it. Right? And so in doing so, is there, do we have opportunity to ask for forgiveness? Of course. We have to. Right? We have to make right so we can continue to move forward. And so with this transition, so really as, as his ops chief, be a real good listener. Yes. Communicate effectively and not communicate from the head, but communicate the heart of your leader. It's incredible. And that's... That was the role, right? That was the role, right? And so all the things that we've, I've learned, and as, and, and as a training and, and a leadership development manager for Hyatt's, uh, that's the role. That's the role. Communicate the heart, the heart of people. Because I'm a, I may be a great communicator, but one of my room attendants how to effectively communicate for her, that relationship is years. So when in this season, she doesn't have to tell me anything. 
I watch her walk through the hallway. She gives me a look and I know where her heart is because all these years of building relationship, sure. it's coming in clutch today. Right? I, know, um, I know what's getting you through is grace and your faith and your mm -hmm. beliefs and your culture. Um, you have to be having some hard days. And, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we are human. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know it's the relationships, obviously, that get you through that. Um, looking at that as an outsider, looking in and being here and, and being um, having this ability to get to know all of you um, and to see this firsthand, um, the mission is so grand. The people it involved is. are so incredible. Um, and uh, it's important for us to capture the story of it because mm -hmm. this is the story right here. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say that, you know, uh, thank you. Uh, you mm -hmm. are an incredible human being mm -hmm. who has so much thank to God. offer. And um, yeah. this opportunity to sit with you today, I mean, it's in the wake of tragedy, um, often tremendous good can come. Yes. But it falls back on that foundation from which we come yeah. so that we can move forward. Yes. Yeah. Some days are better than others. I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are times where, uh, and that's why I lean on grace, mm -hmm. because even I, as much as I give people, I've got to give myself. And so, you know, what does that look like? Not that we're in denial. Never. We are, we are not in denial of what ha what, what's happened. We understand where our help comes from and leaning on that, you know, and, and sometimes when I get away with God, I say, Lord, I don't understand, but I know that you do. And so I'm going to be faithful right where you put me. Yes. And I'm going to work this faith muscle until the next step. Yeah. And, and if it's to be, uh, to sit here for 10, 12, 18 days to be a great note taker, then I'm going to do that. And then when you shift me to the next thing, because, you know, I always learn and continue to learn with great leadership, you know, in, in my faith is where God sent you, there's an anointing on it. Mm. And when it's time to shift, you got to know that the anointing will leave. It's time. It's time. It's time. And I've really, really leaned on that. Really. And I know simple, simple, you know, you turn a degree, your sale plan is off to another place. Yeah. And so really trusting that, you know, the discipline, our, the way we were raised and really putting it to flight is something you grab onto, you know. And so there are, there are great, amazing days, where, but what sticks is look up to the hill where your help comes from. Mm. Wow. And I've got a real good view from where I come from looking up. You sure do. As the second rainiest place on earth. <laughs> Absolutely. This mountain, Pu'ukukui, is known to be the second rainiest place on earth. Far it, past is the Amazon. It is the most beautiful place. Huh? Beautiful. And I know. I've been there. So when, I, when the days are hard, I refer back to that scripture. And I take myself straight to that summit. I said, Lord, I know you got a plan. Wow. For us and for those that have yet to believe, I'll stand in the gap. 
And I know that provision and the supply that is needed, not just for me, but th for this island, for this nation, I'm here for it. Mm. Right? And so those are the things, the main thing. It's beautiful. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you said something before that stuck with me. I wrote it down. The heart of the house. You were talking about housekeeping yes. at the resort. Mm -hmm. And you call that the heart of the house. Mm -hmm. When you said that, it resonated with me because I think it sums up your culture. It sums up all of this. It's the heart of the people are the heart of the house. Um, and I think that is what's going to get you through. It is. And it's just it beautiful. Um, it is. I will say that from somebody that has not been very familiar with the Hawaiian culture to where I am only a quick three days later, mm -hmm. um, I will tell you that it is something of tremendous importance to me that I feel will change me mm. in the way that I look at a lot of things in life. And I was telling my children yesterday, I have my, my wife and kids are with me here, mm, nice. um, to share this experience with them mm -hmm. because I knew how powerful this experience was going to be from mm -hmm. the work that we're doing um, and also for them to see firsthand um, something of this magnitude, but then also the beauty of God that is here and, yes. and so on. And so um, I knew it would be a very spiritual and incredible trip for them as well as myself. Mm -hmm. um, and just talking with them last night um, and explaining how my day went, um, I felt different. Mm. This, this place, Maui, the island, mm -hmm. is just a magical place that I know has everything in front of it to rebuild, mm -hmm. to come back stronger, mm -hmm. um, with the belief that family is the heart of the house. It is. I love that. It is, you know, and, and our families are founded on God. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, you go way back in our history. You know, our, 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 our kupuna, they didn't fall asleep on assignment. <laughs> and we're the evidence yeah. of that. <clears throat> and so the world looks in and they say, what is going on? And so depending on what you choose your, to lend your ear to, you know what's going on. That's right. Because us in Lahaina, we don't have time to think of all these things and, and get around in these different places. But other, other than to keep the vision ahead and keep sound, the right yeah. sound in our ear. Yeah. And, and that's what we do for our children, for ourselves, for us as leaders. And, and the world's watching. And we're okay with that. We're okay with that. You have a lot to share with them. Yeah. And the world has a lot to learn from mm. all of you. I believe that. I believe that. I believe it too. You know, and so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what this a wonderful time. conversation. Yes. I appreciate you spending some time with us today um, and sharing just your points and perspective have just been powerful. Mm. So thank you. Wow. And I wish you the best uh, moving forward, um, coming back from this, yes. building stronger, mm -hmm. um, being a voice for the people mm -hmm. in your community. Um, mm -hmm. I know that's a tremendous weight to carry for you mm -hmm. um, but I know that if anybody is poised to do that it's you just mm. through our conversation today oh, so we've got a great unified front that's it so we'll keep the unified front well fantastic you know and uh, thank you folks uh, for the opportunity yeah. um, and thank you for uh, telling our story yeah for sure right thank so you. thank you it was wonderful you. wonderful yeah. conversation <laughs>